0: data storytellers today i'm here with helen mannion who's the global data officer over at savers great to have you with us yeah
1: it's really great to be here thank you just to start with
0: tell us a little bit about yourself your background your 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 journey to becoming the global data officer at Specsavers.
1: um so my background is analytics and data through and through um but in all honesty i suppose i fell into it a little bit um when i first um in my first job um, I was quite lucky, at, at, I suppose, that um, my first job was actually um, working in a, a data and an analytics team, building out predictive models. Um, I hadn't really planned to go into data. Um, and and then it was a relatively new um, area, really. But um, uh, I had some really good leaders who, who you know, um, spent a lot of time helping and, and training us. Um, and from there, just went on to do a variety of different data and analytics roles across telco, financial services, um, and now more retail and health um, sort of industries, and and um, in lots of different um, areas of the business, data is one of those um, uh, departments that sit can sit in in lots of different uh, locations across the business. So, I've been lucky enough to spend time in sort of marketing and. Um, finance and uh, strategy and 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 other areas of the business as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, I reached out for a reason to saw you had a pretty diverse background working in not just analytics but also BI and data protection. So kind of taking on the the whole beast of data. What do you like most about working in this industry?
1: I mean, uh, I, I mean, I think data is fascinating. I think technology and gadgets are fascinating too. I'm a bit of a techno geek, um, but uh, you know, I think it is really incredible actually the benefits that you can get from data um, and i love the sort of different um, use stories i i love the fact that technology combined with data can make our lives so much easier um, and i love the positive benefits that you can get from using data um yeah, health outcomes are particularly like i think just incredible or um you know helping helping sort of more um wider you know, world issues, whether it's it it just it's just everywhere, isn't it? And I think that's what's fascinating, whether it's, you know, environmental or sustainability or health outcomes or just or just making our lives easier with Alexa. Mm -hmm. Um, It's 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 that you don't run out of variety.
0: Yeah, it's, it's super true. And I think that actually this has culminated in, in your role as the the global data officer for Specsavers. What are you up to in this, this current role? Do you have like an overarching responsibility? And, and what kind of uh, level of the journey, I would say, are you guys at?
1: Um, so I joined Specsavers specifically, I suppose, to run their data transformation journey. Um, and um, they're, a, they're a very um, data immature organization um so you know when i when i joined um three and a half years ago um uh, i think that you know not everybody was necessarily convinced that data could really drive value um, it wasn't really widely adopted um everybody was using excel and access they didn't have any reporting tool um data was siloed and all over the place predictive modeling was done by agencies and one off and Um, We're on a really massive journey and we've made massive progress over the last three and a half years. But we're still relatively immature and still really, you know, the beginning phases of our journey. Um, I plotted out a a maturity curve uh, recently for the organization on a scale of zero to 10. And I put us still at a two. Mm. Uh, And I think that I've made I think that the team have made, uh, you know, immense progress over the last three and a half years. But I still think that um, there's a huge amount of opportunity
0: Mm. Well, it, well it's super interesting because I'm sure if you did that that scale you know four years ago you probably would have been way higher but when uh with data the parameters move right the parameters move to being able to remain competitive and to, to gain market share and to do all the wonderful things that that data can do for businesses and it'd be really interesting to take a deep dive into some of the reasons you found not just at spec savers but elsewhere as to uh maybe some of the common factors as to what you've seen is stopping data transformation moving forward I mean what, what are some of the the, the key Common pitfalls you've seen in data transformation journeys.
1: Um, I think I think embedding um, is is really important. I, I'm a big believer in the people who've got um, the business knowledge and understanding um, can really be the people that actually create the value. And um, to really make that happen, I think you need to be really successful at embedding. Um, data and analytics, capability and skills alongside very deep business knowledge. And I think it's the two going together. But actually, that is quite hard to embed quickly, especially um, on a large scale. Um, and I think um, I think as well, you know like another pitfall would definitely be um, uh, legacy systems. Especially in big organisations that have, that have been around for many years, I mean, they've all got that they've all got legacy systems. You know, some some that means that data is really hard to get out of. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to pull out the data out of those systems. Some they're just you know not not capturing what you need. Um, i think it's a, it's a variety a variety of different issues you know data quality and data management um also is is often quite an issue in in lots of these um environments or in, in organizations um I, I think the i think so many of these um the things that you you ultimately need to there are there are i suppose lots of different pillars that you Mm. need to all change to to be successful i think on a data transformation journey and a huge number of them don't involve one central team they involve multiple people because because and i think it's going back to like one of these the first points that i made that data was everywhere and that's why i enjoy it but in organizations that's true too and because of that breadth it makes the adoption of lots of these things really challenging, I think. I mean, but also on the flip side, great opportunity and quite exciting journey. Mm. But
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think that the, the, the all these pillars, the, to be able to get to the next level, you need uh, the right people with the right skill set and the right mentality as well, right? And I mean, from your experience, what are some of the best ways for data analytics leaders to gain more influence within the business?
1: Um I, I mean, I, I think you definitely need a big focus on, on value um, and the outcomes that you're driving, and that has to be aligned to the ultimate business strategy and objectives. I think that if, you, if you're very focused on that um, and really understanding where, and it comes back, I suppose, to that deep understanding of your business, in, in some regards, but you have to have a deep understanding of the business. Then you have to understand what levers you need to pull to create the value. I think, um, and and then you need the skills of of actually how do you actually embed that. And I think that that always involves multiple people. Even just that one end to end journey, it involves different skill sets and different people in different teams. So you have to be you have to be very able to win hearts and minds um, and and influence. But I think a real focus on outcomes is really important
0: mm. and specifically with your role as well how would you how would you characterize your your role uh in terms of the role that you play in that transformation
1: I mean I think that um I mean setting the vision is is You know, you know, absolutely core. I think to um, to a to a sort of central senior data leader's role, Um, but I I absolutely think outcomes is 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 a massive part of that as well. Um, A huge hearts and minds play um, of of gaining um, uh, gaining supporters. um, You know, I think is really important. I I think um, I personally think that. a community, a community sort of driven model is really important to actually get um, your messages out, um, and this idea of of co creation. But you you absolutely need to be able to sell the vision um, and sell the the and and I'm I'm a big believer as well in articulating your value through stories. Um, uh, you know, I think that that if you can articulate really. Um, compelling stories about the work that you're doing and the value you're driving you kind of then you almost Mm. win some hearts and minds every time you tell that story but I also think you almost need to get other people in your organization as a community to do the similar thing and I definitely envisage things um, being I, I envisage a ripple effect
0: almost Mm, this is super interesting i don't want to lead the witness too much but other uh, data storytellers data storytelling is our bread and <laughs> butter and you mentioned using this to 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 win hearts and minds and actually building a community that's that's spreading that message almost like uh, an infection but that has like negative connotations right so what are some of the ways that you're or less so some of the stories you're telling what are some of the the ways you're telling these stories within spec
1: but I think um, this is one of the things that we we definitely could get better at, I would say. Um, but but the thing that's important, I suppose, from from my perspective, in is in, in data story as well, is that actually, um, it, well, firstly, that it's not always just the central data team that's telling it. Uh, the thing that I think is brilliant is when you've got people in your community um, telling data stories um, and and um, you know almost advocating the benefits. Um, that they see you know at the at, at the end point you know the, the benefits that are having on the customers um, but but then almost calling back in and saying well this that, that outcome ultimately is underpinned by data This is at the end of the day nobody's really interested in data and I think that this is a bit of a mistake that we make and, and I think I make too um, because we're so embedded in our data world but the reality is that the outcomes are what matters and I think the more you can get People who are, you know, so close to the customer or so close to the end outcome in their areas to start to articulate what the stories are are the better.
0: Super interesting stuff. So, so with that in mind, then when you you mentioned that the the, the not not just the data community but the wider community, the business needs to be uh, advocating these stories. What do you think of the qualities of the leaders who are good at doing that?
1: Um i would say that um you know people who who have good influence in the organization you know is it they they you know they obviously can tell compelling stories generally anyway um but also you know if um you, you kind of want people who um who who uh, automatically have that gravitas that people will believe and and um, and follow. I also think what makes generally a good story is a little bit of fact and data uh, to bring the story to life in, in itself, uh, with a with a um, you know bit of emotion and and hearts and minds as well in 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 the package and the wider context. I think is important so I think somebody that can bring that to life I think it, it a good story also has to be really simple it's kind of like it, it doesn't I don't I think they need to be short and sweet and you know people just get it um uh, so the more you can make it short and sweet and and intuitive the better sometimes you know a picture helps but it doesn't necessarily have to be uh I just think it, it just needs to be um it, it just needs to be really easy to, for people to understand, and the easier it is for people to understand, the better. And I think I think that's a I think it's a really important skill generally. Actually, um, you know, because, and I think people sometimes don't necessarily um, see it as it, it's not necessarily always seen as a skill because you kind of I think you can quite easily get stuck in the needing to fill in all the details or explain everything end to end. But I think the um, almost some of the greatest leaders make things super simple and relevant.
0: That's so true. And what you're alluding to there is the the soft skills piece of, of data analytics. Like you mentioned influence already, but also communication, persuasion, selling and pitching which are kind of these these words that have this negative connotation but you can't really spearhead real meaningful change unless you you're good at it right i mean what role did these skills play in your success throughout your career whether it was like uh, getting executive sponsorship or spreading daily literacy or changing the behavior of of key stakeholders can you give some examples um yeah i'll
1: give you some sorry so ask the question again
0: So just in terms of the soft skills, where did these play a key role in your, throughout your career?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I think, um, leadership skills and like, I mean, effective, a huge amount of leadership skills are ultimately soft skills. And I think, um, I think they're actually really critical, um, for, for, well, in any leadership position, but particularly when you're trying to, um, actually, sort of convince and get people's hearts and minds. I think one of the, I mean, there are there are loads of th- loads of soft skills that I think are really important um, in this role. Uh, I think um, one of the key things is seeking to understand and um, having being able to have a broad broad perspective. Um, I also think that a focus on on outcomes is really important too. Um, you know, you know, not to get so bogged down in, in, you know, the way you want to get there, that how you get to the outcome, but more in terms of this is the outcome I I need to get to and being more flexible and having agility about taking on people's points of view along that way in terms of how to get there, I think is really important. Um, I th- also think patience is really important, because you know, and I, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's times when I've been frustrated um, about, you know, I want to go faster. But I do think that sometimes recognizing that people aren't ready is really important. And I'm a big believer in going where doors are open. Okay. Um, I think that you can spend an awful lot of time pushing water uphill. Um, whereas if you've got an open and willing door and somebody who's really going to, you know, really with you and wants to back you and wants to work with you and wants to change, then you can just move much, much faster. So I think being, you know, not I suppose that's a little bit about the how you get there as well, you know, being willing to adapt and change based on the surroundings that you've got, I think is, is really important. Um, And and, well, and I I think the other thing that I think is really important is making sure that you've got a really diverse group of skills um, around you. Um, I'm a big believer, like I say, in, in SMEs plus data actually driving value. And I think that the more you can, the more you can pull in that knowledge as well from the wider business into your central team and create. Um, a centre with real diverse business knowledge, as well as diverse mindset and thinking, um, the better.
0: Absolutely, I think you mentioned uh, uh, patience there, which I think is kind of a, a virtue of humility in a sense—is being able to, uh, you know, know when to know when to 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 assert yourself and, and, you know, we've got a really good idea here it's going to transform the business or when not to do that and when to kind of take a step back and, you know, let people ruminate in an idea and and let it settle and let it bubble up and boil. But I I like the expression used of pushing water uphill because even this in storytelling sense, it's like it, it paints a picture in my head of, the challenge, as opposed to you just telling me I'm struggling to do this, is is actually like a uh, an idea like a, a, a that I can picture in my head, and that this is uh, again just one of those things that's really important when it comes to storytelling. And I think another element of, of data transformation and storytelling, uh, and we've alluded to it a little bit here, is is trust. So what do you think about the importance of trust? And when when I talk about trust, I mean maybe like non data people embracing data uh, and and trusting in that and that and then vice versa too. What do, what do you uh, what do you think about that?
1: And I think trust is hugely important. Um, I, I think that ultimately, if you don't have trust, it's it is really hard to move. You are you are then in that situation ultimately where you're trying to push water uphill, I think, if you don't have some element of trust. Um, but I think that um if you are in that situation, the way that the way that I suppose I'd go about tackling it is um is to deliver small bits of value that that are are very focused on what that person or what team really wants to deliver. And I think that's true generally anyway, um, to be honest, because I think that, um, you know, from a a strategic um, data transformation perspective, you might realize that you need to um, deliver one thing. But I think the more you can try and combine and almost kill two birds with one stone, and deliver something that's strategically important and focused and back someone else's vision whilst also tacking on a little bit of strategic mission and doing both at the same time, the better. And, and so, you know, where possible, I would try and find situations where I can do that.
0: Absolutely. And I think that the, that it's all about asking the right questions. What do you think are some of the, the, the best questions to ask when building trust? And, uh, Kind of on the back of that, what what is your approach and process for reaching out to key stakeholders and establishing that fruitful relationship?
1: I mean, it's definitely the the questions are definitely around, you know, pain points, ambitions, you know, what they want to achieve, what's their strategic goals, Um, you know, definitely, you know, trying to understand them. And uh, and where they want to where they want to go, I think is really important. Um, and I think that um, it, I think then showcasing is also a huge part. Of that stuff is is that storytelling again really but um we do an awful lot of showcasing you know how we're helping other teams what we're doing what capability we have that people can utilize and every time we have those conversations like we do we do being in a relatively immature organization we do a lot of you know what's the data lake what's predictive modeling you know what are the things you can get your hands on today where's the training programs that you can get your hands on um and we get huge um involvement about joining these sorts of sessions. And 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 often, you know, off the back of it, it will lead to you know more people coming to us and asking to get more involved. And yeah. I think, um, you know, often what we find is that actually um you know, I, I, I sort of feel like with trust actually and influence. Uh, certainly and and don't get me wrong because sometimes this absolutely has happened to me but but you know like when you push something too hard what happens is actually people just back off rather than actually what you want which is to join you whereas when you just go this is a bit of what we're doing with no real kind of push elements people go that sounds really interesting how do I get involved and and I find that um quite often actually we're not we're we're doing less sort of actual pushing and more just kind of showcasing and people are then wanting to wanting to come and join us um, just because they're interested and they're excited about the opportunities that that will allow them to get after and they can see the benefits that Mm. actually how that can apply to their worlds and I think that's ultimately what we want
0: Absolutely. Uh, again, what I think you're touching to there is is actually making data intriguing as opposed to just uh, a dump of what it can do for the business. Because at the end of the day, pe- people, the the people of the business and the business itself are two very separate entities. Uh, and so, what you need to do is actually paint a picture of why this is intriguing to you. This can make your job easier. This can make you and your team work less hard for the same amount of results, right? Or, or whatever. And that that's when people. Picking their interest, or if you just throw a bunch of data at them, we can improve your productivity by twenty percent. Who, who, who cares, really? Honestly, is is even though that's the same point you are making, you are just framing it in a very different sense. So, uh yeah, you are you are pretty much on the mark there, I think. And uh, specifically, then with with your role, you like the data sales guy. How would you contextualize your your role across the business?
1: I mean, I think there is definitely a lot of evangelism mm. um, that that has to happen. Um, And and I think, you know, I I suppose, um, you know, such a huge part is winning hearts and minds, um, which does which does in in reality. It is all about that, isn't it? In reality, I think I think probably another key part of my role, which I would which I would probably argue is the most important part of my role um, actually is is just is making sure that my team are happy. And I'm a big believer in if your team are happy, then they deliver more. Sure. And I certainly know that when I'm happy, I I deliver uh, more. Um, and I so I I do spend a lot of time, as well as obviously on the wider business, spend a lot of time with my team. I kind of think that um, that they uh, if you if you've got a great team um, with great skills and a diverse set of skills. Um, you know, that's it. And I think that's that's true, isn't it? Whether you're speaking to the business, whether it's whether it's actually your dedicated team or other teams in the business, you know, the um, the more successful you are uh, able to mobilize um, and almost uh, encourage those um, individuals to sort of join your journey, um, the, the faster you will go.
0: Mm-hmm. super key so so specifically then with uh, telling that data story to the wider organization how do you approach that
1: um so i, I suppose um we do we do it in a, in, in a variety of different ways in all honesty but it all centers around different types of stories um i suppose really we do we do um show and tells so uh these are these are the sorts of things that these are the sorts of things that you can do with data. This is what we've done in Savers. This is the value that it's, that it's bringing. Um, we do sort of more educational, um, uh, you know, more, this is the data lake, this is predictive modeling, um, and how can you get involved with these things? Um, we do more training programs, um, and we've done a variety of sort of leadership training programs as well as sort of technical training programs. Um, so as well as obviously then your more dedicated stakeholder meetings as well, which are very specifically around certain areas of the business. Um, and you know, a variety of maybe workshops to to sort of explore, you know what their objectives are and what what are the potentials, yeah. uh, you know opportunities in different areas. So it's it's a it's a wide variety of different things. And I would say that um, to be honest, that list is growing. Um, we we know I mean we've um, uh, when I joined Specsavers, we were a very small team we, we we're actually grown a lot in the last three and a half years but um, definitely over the next year we have um much bigger plans actually for sort of our community aspect um uh, you know in terms of how that's going to evolve and our, our almost our training. Um, programs that we have now got some really clear technical train par- uh, training pathways um, and we also do things like um, we're just starting to do more hackathons for data scientists or um, you know um, really like um, showcase sessions for um, for Power BI um, mm-hmm. but, but a lot of these sessions are not about us telling the wider organization about what we're doing, a lot of those sessions are also about what the people in the community are doing and sharing their stories with everyone else. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think as a team you, you, you could, you should be too precious about who does the work. It's, It's the story that's important and the outcome that's important. And the more you can, comes back to before, the more you can get the business, the people at the end, I suppose, Mm. to tell their stories, whether that's technical stories from analysts or business, I mean, they're different audiences that you're maybe wanting them to go to. But the more you can get that principle, the more, um, and the more you can celebrate all of those and encourage all of those wider things happening, the more I think you're going to be able to embed uh, the, the situation where you've got you know, technical analytics combined with business knowledge, which ultimately is where we want to get to.
0: Yeah. And it's also about balancing the proactive with the reactive. As you said earlier, when you're, if you're too proactive about it, you're going to push people away, but you also want to be in that position where if someone does come to you with a business problem, they've kind of, they've, they've they've acted on their intrigue. You want you and the team want to be able to to deal with that in in, in you know really quick and some something that will get quick wins for that person that will kind of set the scene for bigger data transformation right and this is all super interesting stuff so uh, what do you think is the biggest opportunities for ambitious and companies um, ambitious leaders in companies today with data analytics? Um, I
1: think that uh, I I personally think that. Um, I suppose from from my perspective, I, I think that we focus a lot, and lots of lots of um, data leaders focus a lot on um, embedding analytics across the organisation. Um, but and I and I think that's, that that drives an immense amount of value when you when you add up all of those small use cases, um, the scale of it drives a huge amount of value. Um, but I also think that in addition to that, um, companies can gain competitive advantage from really embedding analytics and ML into, um, into technology, um, and, 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 uh, you know, into operational processes. And I think that it's the two hands in hand for me that, that really drive value. And I think if you can identify those value cases, um, within your customer journeys that are, are going to give you a competitive advantage, um, uh, I think that can be very powerful. Mm. I think that's it's super exciting. I think when you look at the evolution of technology and data, um, I think that there is there are some incredibly powerful things. But I think what what is difficult and really important is to identify the things that are really going to make a difference. I think that you know, like historically, I think data programs occasionally just try to do everything, and I'm a big believer in doing things. Almost outcome by outcome, you. I think that actually you get greater level of success at embedding things into your organization if you focus on a specific outcome or value case that you want to drive. Deliver it end to end, and and by that I mean, you know, whilst you're whilst you're delivering that outcome, can you can you embed um, and upskill people in the organization? Can you improve your data mm. quality? Can you, can you simultaneously sort of cover up? It's like the killing the two birds with one stone, like an element of outcome with an element of strategy. If you can kill that and you can iterate through, you will transform as you go. Um, I'm a big believer in, um, in, in doing things iteratively. And I think that the advantage of that is not only that you embed it, but you also, um, you're also very clear on the outcome. Um, and I think with specifically with um, where you're trying to embed um, so, you know, get, get ML into tech. You need to be really, really focused. I think on what you're trying to achieve.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Well, Helen, it's been a really fantastic show. A uh, really good episode. A lot of great insights there. What advice would you give for aspiring data leaders in this space?
1: Um, I think uh, I think for me, one of the most important um, aspects of of being a data leader is is those is the leadership skills. It's a softer skills. I think focusing on on storytelling, but also um, focusing on the outcomes. And and I think that skill of agility is really important. Um, Being able to um, transition as a leader to be the the person that you need to be to support um, the people around you is really important um, skill. Um, so I think that if, if I was to give some advice on how to transition from being sort of a technical resource into a leader, I would say, um, and, and lots of these skills are very, um, you know, generic, I think for, um, for lots of leadership roles across organizations, but I think that, you know, um, I, I think the leadership skills are really, really key. And I I think the other thing that I would say is being very value focused, you know, you have to have a bit of commercial uh, mindset and thinking, and and uh, and be focused on where you're seeing the value.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, Helen, that there's some great advice there. Again, really good insights, and hopefully, we'll have you on again soon.
1: Yeah, really fun. Thank you very much.